A Million Miles in a Thousand Years, What I Learned While Editing My Life, by Donald Miller. A Million Miles in a Thousand Years is published by Thomas Nelson Incorporated and is read by the author. If you watched a movie about a guy who wanted a Volvo and worked for years to get it, you probably wouldn't cry when he drove off the lot testing the windshield wipers. You wouldn't tell your friends you saw a beautiful movie or go home and put a record on and sit in a chair to think about what you'd seen. The truth is, you wouldn't even remember that movie a week later, except you'd feel robbed and want your money back. It makes no sense, then, that we spend years living those kinds of stories and expect them to feel meaningful, but we do. If you ask me, we are all being robbed. The truth is, there are principles that make up a good story, and wanting a Volvo isn't one of them. And the principles that make up a good story are important because the same principles that make up a good story also make up a good life. This is a book about those principles, how I came to understand them, fight with them, agree and give in, and ultimately decide to edit my life. Part 1. Exposition. Chapter 1. Random Scenes. The saddest thing about life is you don't remember half of it. You don't even remember half of half of it, not even a tiny percentage if you want to know the truth. I've got this friend, Bob, who writes down everything he remembers. If he remembers dropping an ice cream cone on his lap when he was seven, he'll stop and he'll write it down. The last time I talked to Bob, he had written more than 500 pages of memories. He's the only guy I know who actually remembers his life. He said he captures memories because if he forgets them, it's as though they didn't happen. It's as though he hadn't lived the parts he doesn't remember. I thought about that when he said it, and I tried to remember something. And I remembered getting a merit badge in Cub Scouts when I was seven. But that's all I could remember. I got it for helping a neighbor cut down a tree. I'll tell that to God when he asks what I did with my life. I'll tell him I cut down a tree and got a badge for it. He'll most likely want to see the merit badge, but I lost it years ago. And so when I'm done with my story, God will probably sit there looking at me, wondering what to talk about next. God and Bob, though, will probably talk for days. I know I've had more experiences than this, but there's no way you can remember everything. Life isn't memorable enough to remember everything. It's not like there are explosions happening all the time or dogs smoking cigarettes. Life is slower. It's like we're all watching a movie, waiting for something to happen. And every couple months, the audience points at the screen and says, Look, that guy's getting a parking ticket. It's strange the things we remember. I tried to remember more and made a list, and it pretty much amounted to the times I wanted something, the times I lost at something, childhood dental appointments, the first time I saw a girl with her shirt off, and large storms. After trying to make a list of the things I remembered, I realized my life, for the most part, had been a series of random experiences. When I was in high school, for example, the homecoming queen asked me for a kiss. In that year, I scored the winning touchdown in a game of flag football. The tuba section beat the clarinets 21-14. to a year or so later, I beat my friend Jason in tennis, and he was on the tennis team. I bought a new truck after that, and once at a concert, my date and I snuck backstage to get Harry Connick Jr.'s autograph. he just married a Victoria's Secret model, and I swear she looked at my hair for an inappropriate amount of time. The thing about trying to remember your life is it makes you wonder what any of it means. You get the feeling life means something, but you're not sure what. Life has a peculiar feel when you look back on it that it doesn't have when you're actually living it. It's as though the whole thing were designed to be understood in hindsight, as though you'll never know the meaning of your experiences until you've encountered enough of them to provide reference. 
Sometimes I'm tempted to believe life doesn't mean anything at all. I've read philosophers who say meaningful experiences are purely subjective, and I understand why they believe that, because you can't prove life and love and death are anything more than random happenings. But then you start thinking about some of the scenes you've lived, and if you've had a couple of drinks, they have a sentimental quality that gets you believing we are all poems coming up out of the mud. The truth is, life could be about any number of things. Several years ago, my friends Kyle and Fred were visiting Oregon, for instance, and we drove into the desert and climbed Smith Rock. There were forest fires in the Cascade Range that summer, and so a haze had settled in the Columbia River Gorge. The smoke came down the river and bulged a deeper gray between the mountains. When the sun went down, the sky lit up like Jesus was coming back. And when the color started happening, my friends and I stopped talking. We sat and watched for the better part of an hour and later said we'd never seen anything better. I wondered then if life weren't about nature.